Hello and welcome back. Today we're going to talk about investments and what is most important and urgent order in which should, you should be investing and I should be investing. This is almost like a self-reminder because I know this. We've been talking about this. A lot of you have been talking about this with me throughout the, the direct messaging section on the Instagram. And uh, it just consistently comes to this point. And to save you your time... <laughs> Let's get to the end of this before it even starts. Basically, before you think about cryptocurrencies or stock options or stocks, which stocks to buy or which funds, if the index fund consistently investing 20% of your salary, depending on what, what age do you have and not looking back and throughout time, compound effect and all these little things before we get to that part, um, which we could talk about that for ages you have to organize how you invest in yourself first. And you've heard it all, right? You have to invest in yourself first before you invest in others or before you focus your time in investing in financial like tools or vehicles. Uh, but even that, it's a question. And here I am just sharing <laughs> my simpler perspective and order. And um, when you invest in yourself, we always talk about learning and health and all those things. But basically, the order that I see consistently throughout people of any or every background and life stage is uh, first, they have to be able to invest in their mental health. And I don't mean you have to invest in um, put money in therapy only or uh, yeah, th that's the only option. <sighs> we'll get to that in a second. But um, yeah, you first have to invest in your mental health because if you're not mentally healthy and stable, you're not able to invest in the second layer, which is the most important, which is in your health, in your body, biological health. And after you've invested in your mental health and so you're able to actually invest the time and effort that it requires for you to take care of your body, then you can invest in the third layer of yourself, which would be knowledge. Uh, so basically, before we even hit five minutes, I can tell you, before you invest in money, you have to invest in yourself. Before you invest sorry, in any um, financial vehicle for your future and your finances and st like stability, you first have to be able to invest in yourself because if you are, don't exist or you're sick, you won't be able to enjoy any kind of money, right? So, and when people say invest in yourself, it's in this order. First, you have to take care of your mental health be mentally stable to be able to do the effort that it takes to work on your physical health so you're able to work on your knowledge and mental growth and abilities and continuous learning and that it's going to like end up or or come as a result of you being able to create financial wealth because if you keep learning if you keep evolving if you keep seeing what the market needs and you never stop learning and growing um, in your knowledge and experience you're always going to have a skill that it's going to be adding value to someone therefore it's going to be valuable financially and therefore you're going to be able to produce money so then you can take care of the idea of investing that money so let's rewind <laughs> 
to the first part. And mental health, everybody keeps talking about, oh yeah, mental health, and just go to your therapist and talk about things every every week. And da, 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 da. Most times you hear this from very uh, fortunate people who can afford very expensive uh, therapists and uh, and also who are healthy enough to be able to recognize that they need therapy, which already requires uh, stability <laughs> in your mind to be able to get there. So it's um it's a uh, it's a weird and challenging situation. It's like how do you take care of your mental health if you first don't feel financially stable enough to pay for a therapist, or you you are even in a space mind space um, to to acknowledge that you might need some guidance from a therapist. Um, so number one, like zero, ground zero, where to start. And this is not only for, not only for you, but whoever is around you that you recognize they might need a lot of help in this area. The number one thing, we are social creatures and social animals. This doesn't mean you need to have thousands of friends. This just means you have to have a couple of deep connections of, with people. And deep means meaningful it doesn't mean this is my best friend from life and we know everything about each other and we are super tight and passionate it just means you've got a neighbor that you smile to every time you cross by and you help him or her with their groceries if they need to or it's like that simple can be deep um you've got someone in the gym or at work that you actually have noticed they might need help and you try to be open there for when they're ready to to to, to open up and help them um, or your friendships you have all the friendships that you don't know that you have to maintain and you'd reach out to them to just catch up every once in a while i would recommend every week if it's not every week every month or whatever but if you depending on where you are at most people are going to be healthy enough to have some good deep friendships And um, if you are away, like I am far away from most of my closest friends, um, I abuse the usage of WhatsApp and voice notes. And uh, especially since we have different time zones, um, I have zero pressure for myself <laughs> or for them to answer in time. But I can share the moment I think about them or about an idea or something that brings them up to me. Um, I just grab my phone and record a voice note and send it to them because it, it, that moment was relevant and I just wanted to share it with them. And two months later, they might listen to it and answer like, oh, well, but like the connection keeps being there and being strong. And if I actually need active advice from them, I tell them written like, hey, I need to talk to you. Can you make like, can we arrange a time and whatever? And they do. So it's a... Uh, Yeah, it's it's the ability to reach out and consistently maintain these relationships, whether you're close or far. There's some friends here in, in Norway that I have, and sometimes just life happens, and it's hard for me to meet them often. They meet with each other much more often, but I make time like once a month or once every two months to just catch up, even if it's one on one with some of them, to 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 keep to keep the relationship because it matters not only because I enjoy it a lot and I learned so much from each of these people with completely different lifestyles and backgrounds. Uh, so it, it fills me up, but also because it's important. It gives you perspective <laughs> and it makes you feel good. A good example of like, a, oh, I feel good being social and, and, and doing good and being in relationship. It's just, I shared today about my latest Airbnb guest, um, on Instagram. Oh, that's another one. 
if you live alone, completely alone, and you have a spare couch or bedroom, of course, if you have a bedroom, it's better, but if you have a spare couch, I know it's difficult to cross that line because oh, you're so used to your space and whatever, but you don't have to do it all the time. But once in a while, if you rent out an Airbnb, your couch or your space or whatever, and you put your requirements, whatever it is, you don't have to be like, oh yeah, I accept it on. It's your personal space and I know it's difficult, but um, you, you're picky and everything. And until someone makes you feel very comfortable, you don't accept them, right? Uh, but you get to meet a lot of great people. My mother-in-law, she's awesome. She's 74 years old, I think. So no, I'm exaggerating. I, th I think she's 72 or 73. Anyways, but she has a young soul and um, and she lives alone in an awesome apartment in the middle of downtown Oslo. And uh, she's got two bedrooms and she's always, now we call it Airbnb, like a bed and breakfast, uh, her name, and we call it bed and breakfast. <laughs> but she's always renting it out. And um, and she's met such interesting people. And, and she even shares about this. It does make her feel like she's traveled less and less throughout the years. Um, and uh, and this is like a window to travel. It's not only reading books, but it's also talking to people and giving their, giving their perspective and feeling like he helps them and they help her and getting an extra income. It's not always bad, but the main point of this is not only about the income, it's, it's about the experience of actually meeting with people and connecting. And some of them actually have developed into friendships and people that end up like, renting it out recurrently but the whole point of this is oh i was just sharing about my experience with the last airbnb i have a very like uh interesting experience with the airbnb i am very um like I, i'm very in a personal way i care about people who stay there in a rental unit and i want them to have a good experience and i don't want them to be cold or or have a bad experience with the alarm system or whatever so i am caring and I text them and I let them know and I give them some apples when they arrive. And like I do some detailed studies, like what I would do for someone I care for, even though I've never met these people. And not always, but most most times I get this awesome experience of actually impacting someone's life in a positive way. And, uh, and they feel good and I feel good. And it's all because we are social um, creatures. So... Starting from there, like analyzing your mental health, thinking, okay, I don't have the stability to think about therapy or maybe I cannot afford it. I cannot even afford the online. There's tons of online platforms, but for you to be able to search online platforms that give you therapy in an affordable way, like better help or whatever it is, um, you already have to be in a mentally stable situation. So it's hard. So if you're struggling, you basically need another human that cares for you, that is able to guide you or give you the feedback or or give you perspective so you can get the encouragement to take action and start doing something about it. So the very ground zero thing you should be doing is looking for connections and human connection. And it doesn't have to be... Uh, your boyfriend or girlfriend or life partner it 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 doesn't have to be your best friend for life it, it can just be a simple stranger on the street that you help out with their groceries like it's just not it, you don't have to make it that complicated but the point is you have to find a way to connect with people in a constant basis and starting with strangers and then actually 
feeding and um, taking care of the friendships that you value and you want to. The other thing is take care of the friendships that you value and admire in one way or another one because we all know this, we've heard it all, but you do turn, you do get to be more like the people you surround yourself with. And even if you're not in person, but you talk to them a lot, you do get to absorb a lot from them. So yes, look for people you actually like a lot and admire and you wish you would, you are like that or you could be like that and just spend more time with them. Whatever it is, maybe you just ask them, hey, do you need help? Like we can do groceries together or we, I don't really know, but like just get out of your head and put yourself in their shoes and see what you can help with. And that's how you can start interacting. Um, and it's going to make you feel better immediately. The moment that you actually start helping anyone, just, just in your, your square meter, it actually brings you like natural joy. And that's how you start with your mental health. Surround yourself with people, take care of your friendships and family members and people you have around you. Um, when you fight, With your friends, I just got an experience of two close friends fighting a lot, and like you did this to me, but you hurt me because you hurt me horribly because you did that, and then that's why I was aggressive and I hurt you and justifying. It's like okay, you're both sorry, you're both hurt. Acknowledge that you both screwed up. Ask, say I'm sorry for both of your screw-ups because not because your hurt gives you the permission to be an asshole to the other person, and not because you're hurt because the other person was an asshole gives you the permission to to continue being an asshole on the other side or being like ignoring something or whatever right like one thing doesn't justify the other one and both people have to acknowledge that they screwed up uh take some time off maybe and say i'm sorry and and get back to improving their behavior and trying to be better in their own areas so they take care of that relationship right but so, so that's also part of it but my whole point of this last 10 minutes is to say When you To take care of your mental health, you have to start with your relationships. And if you don't feel you have very close relationships, think about people that are closest to you, that you value a lot, that you liked a lot, and you don't even know why you, you, you grew apart, and reach out to them. Reach out to them in a way that you want to figure out how you can bring value to their lives and help them somehow, because that's automatically going to bring value to your life and reconnect with them. If it's not possible, then start looking out for people like on your way to groceries, on your like, on your way to your walk or the taking the bus or going whatever. Start looking up and see who might need you, uh, and and interact, smile, help, whatever. And if that's not the case and you're very alienated and you don't know what to do and you live alone, whatever, rent out your couch or your second bedroom. <laughs> rent out your couch or your second bedroom and Airbnb, and truly, it's gonna change your life, it's going to put you in the difficult situation of having to interact with someone, having to take care of someone, because when someone comes to your place, you are the host. So you'll try to have clean bed sheets and uh, yes, like coffee or something for them, right? So it's, it's, um, it is a good experience and it's going to force you out of your like, yeah, shell to, to interact with people and you might connect. And nine out of 10 times, it's going to be a superficial, like, hello, bye, thank you, that's it. Um, but even that teaches you and, and gives you perspective. So get out of your, like, shell of not interacting with people. That would be the number one. Once you create good friendships, then you, you should be comfortable being um, vulnerable enough 
that doesn't make them uncomfortable but like in invites them to be able to guide you or, or give you their feedback or their perspective or whatever and uh, and if you can afford and you're already in that mindset of just paying someone to to guide you and to be your therapist once a week take therapy it's the best investment <laughs> yeah you can do it online you can do it on, on like uh in person whatever fits you best um financially wise and practicity wise uh just just take therapy like no matter how good you feel it's always uh, a plus and if you can't afford it and you don't have it whatever but this requires like um strength and uh, power, willpower write commit yourself with a pen like in your hand and a notebook to write no it doesn't have to be every day but maybe your 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 goal should be every week every week spend like block your calendar for an hour and write about your week it doesn't have to be emotional it doesn't have to be anything specifically you can just be like uh you, you can even start saying something like oh i'm bored i have to write this da, 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 but i committed with myself so i can improve my mental health because sometimes i feel lonely and i feel sad and i don't know what to do because my friend and then you start and one thing takes to the other one and then after a while you're going to realize that you're writing a whole book <laughs> or a whole article about what is troubling you even if you thought no nothing was troubling you so writing is one of the biggest tools uh for therapy like even people going to therapy every week i recommend this and i've done it myself it's uh it's something i always go back to um not only not only like in a habit way like once a week i sit down and write also because i want to remember the good times with the children da, da, da. but it's it's my biggest strongest tool i have to be able to see things with perspective from outside my own little perspective um so after i finish writing i re I, i read what i wrote and i'm like oh wow <laughs> it's like i can be my own therapist i realize oh wow i've been actually like i've been angry about this with this person i haven't let go of this. like i i realize so much about my feelings and my situations or or i realize oh i'm just victimizing myself here so there's been times that i'm writing and i'm like i hate it i don't like this i i i look like or i sound like a victim and i'm not a victim and and i have no reason to be a victim i'm just putting myself in that but so there's a lot of realization coming from this exercise of writing and it sounds like a lot but literally just block one hour once a week and do it and it's going to help you tons but it does it does require a lot of willpower and prioritization but if you have that that would be my last um advice on, on mental health and ongoing is always going to be maintain your your human relationships um in in that sense another thing is stop stop measuring people to your expectations like you most times you are going to be hard on yourself you're going to be demanding of yourself to be the best friend who remembers all all birthdays and and sends gifts and also does this and it's caring and it's also reliable and it's you're you're going to like demand from yourself so much as a friend and then those are going to be your standards that you demand from others and it's okay if you demand it's not even okay that you demand so much from yourself but okay It's okay if that those are your standards and that's what you need. But not everybody you love is going to be exactly like you and not everybody mostly no one you love is going to meet up to your standards. Standards. So so you have to like get out of yourself and understand like this person's way of loving me is this one. These are their flaws. Those flaws hurt me. I will communicate those. <laughs> 
when it hurts me and I need that uh, to be changed or improved somehow. But it doesn't mean this person doesn't love me or it doesn't like just because it's not up to my standards. So yeah, that's my final advice in relationships. <laughs> because I see this happening over and over and it happened to me a lot. I used to say, I don't know if, Uh, yeah, one of my best friends. She's a normal human being who appreciates being congratulated on her birthday. And I'm a weird, crazy woman who forgets her own birthday. So imagine if I forget my own birthday. Of course, I have children. I adore them more than anything else in my life. And I forget their birthdays. So <laughs> don't. So I, like, I forget my own. Like if I can forget my own, of course I forget my parents' birthdays, my sibling, my children, my I forget everybody. So I now have notifications. But one time, my, my high school best friend told me, hey, I know for you it's not important, but for me it is. And she started even giving me a heads up like one day before her birthday, like tomorrow is my birthday, yeah? I expect you to congratulate me. And I would so appreciate that. My mom, up to today, she sends me messages like, hey, tomorrow is your father's birthday, tomorrow is your brother's birthday, or this or that, or whatever. Uh, Because she knows me and she knows I don't mean bad. But I used to think that since I don't care, like if no one congratulates me, if I forget my own birthday, like no, yeah, my husband has forgotten my birthday and I really don't get offended. I don't, I don't see it as an offensive thing. Like I, I don't know. That's just me. But I see that most people, especially like my, my best friend who told me, it's like, it's important for her. So yeah, I can go the extra mile and write in a calendar Um, a notification or like uh, a reminder and now every time there's a birthday I manage to say happy birthday <laughs> not because I care because I, I don't it's not important for me but it is important for her so I match or I get to her standards or her how she feels appreciated so that's what I mean with like don't just expect everybody to be like you and uh, adapt to your standards and adapt to what you think it's the perfect because I honestly think we should not worry so much about birthdays but anyways that's that's not the subject in this moment but that's relationships we do have to invest in relationships to be able to be um, healthy enough to invest in our own health mental health and after you've invested in your mental health then you're going to be stable enough to invest in your physical health and that means please take care of number one is working out and i'm saying this to myself i suck at this i'm a very active person i'm always on my feet i'm doing a lot of work whatever but i know and i've read all the articles i know how important it is for me to do strength workout and i don't do it it's just like i'm being completely honest i don't do it once in a while i have like oh two weeks strike of good um work three times a week workout and i mean 30 minute workout And I feel good about it and I love it or whatever. And then I forget and I don't prioritize it and I just don't do it. So it, this is a reminder. Once your mental health is, is healthy, invest in your physical, physical health, which is make sure you're active at least. You work out at least 30 minutes every day. Move around. The second one is nutrition. Just eat more like single foods. Eat more vegetables made at home. Eat, eat more homemade foods that do not come from the freezer or packaged uh, things. Even if it's just, I don't even know what, what it could be, but like even if it's just like um, fried or panned cooked vegetables. Um, yeah, just 
you know you need a better guidance because eating it's such a difficult problem <laughs> there is the one the one guidance is is like uh, fasting is helping a lot of people and i've tested it myself it's actually great um for women it's a bit different but um it varies depending on the cycle but um but fasting is an easy to apply um tool that helps with nutrition but it it helps with measuring your or like lowering your intake of bad crap but it doesn't help with like increasing the percentage of actually good food that you eat but it is important like good food is simple things that come as they are whole rice uh the pepper itself the broccoli the banana there is one doctor saying just eat like five to six to five to ten different vegetables and fruits a day it doesn't have to be all fruits or vegetables but just choose if you ate a banana and an orange and an apple then you have another two three vegetables oh you can add broccoli and and cucumber and maybe a pepper and spinach there you go now your day is has more than seven different fruits and vegetables and and uh, your bioma is going to be better so just start from small steps um the nutrition part and then the other one is learning so when you invest in yourself mental health your body with exercise and nutrition and then learning always learn like make sure that no matter what like even if it's just a podcast you're listening to even if it's um uh, a book that it's nothing to do with what you are working on like always keep learning and the more you diversify this is this is actually true the more you diversify your learning areas the more rounded you are and skill and your skill set uh, continues to grow so so just just make sure that no matter what and it's almost like a motto a way of living you're always learning and it's also this also helps your biological health in your brain because it makes your brain stay uh stay continue making those connections to 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 that that require that are required for learning so you don't age that fast and uh you say that the old saying of old i don't i think it's this in spanish old monkeys do not learn new tricks i think i'm just translating it from spanish um saying but anyways <laughs> yes old monkeys should always be learning new tricks so you just make sure you're always learning something whether it is to play the guitar or how ai works just watch a youtube video and google how ai works explain on youtube so that's it and then you learn that just make sure that every day you're reading listening uh, watching taking into your brain something new just also a very quick well this is from the new york times so it's completely biased and most of you or a lot of people are not going to like it but it's like there's this podcast that is 30 minutes and it's like the daily like there's news look for some news that are not depressing all the time but they are teaching you something new and i don't want to get into that area of news and depressing and what's happening in the world the world because it's not my main knowledge area and i have not much to say around it but that i'm very hurt and disappointed but by what's happening um going back to investing it's uh after you've done those things then you can say okay i have this income <laughs> and i'm bringing in this value and i have this um this amount of spending and this amount of income just like starting from the point of actually managing your your expenses versus your income <laughs> your expenses have to be less than your income um 
well, unless you are in a very structured, well-managed debt for a reason. But uh, if you're not in debt, uh, and even if you're in debt, you should have a plan to how you're going to pay that debt. That makes sense, depending on the interest rate you got uh, and what you bought with that debt, especially when sometimes it's like your house or your home or your apartment. But if you have a disposable income that you are able to put away in a not look fund, I would just recommend you get an index fund in your local supplier for investments, whatever that is, Google it, and just make an, an automatic deposit to your index fund. That's it. Even if it's like, what is it? $50, $5, 10 500 5000 whatever it is, put something away every single month and don't look at, don't look at it. Just ignore it for sounds. I am 35 and 10 years sounds like a long time when you're 25. When you're 35 and you realize, wait a minute, I went from 25 to 35 in 10 years and it felt like fast. <laughs> and I feel the same almost in many ways as a 25 year old. So I realized how powerful 10 years can be. So I, I encourage everybody to think about investments in funds, in index funds for 10 years at least. Um, but most people are like thinking a bit short term because they think they're gonna the time passes by slower and they're gonna need the money earlier. But just think about just investing. And this money is not buying anything that is not called peace. This is another conversation I had with a friend of mine who was I'm gonna invite to the Spanish um, episode podcast because he's he's a super successful, super successful uh, consultant uh, who's making great amounts of money and. He, I've never seen a moment of his life, even though he's super successful, that he has not been stressing about the future income, the future financial growth of himself and his family. Um, and I, I always push back and tell him, you know why I've saved and invested my money since I'm 16 and I've been very careful and I'm very frugal? It's not because... I enjoy seeing an account growing. It's not always growing. Sometimes I have to take out money. But it's because it brings me peace. It brings me confidence. It brings me that monthly payment I make to my fund, to my investment fund, is to feel confident at work, to say, fuck off, I don't need you. It's to feel confident in life and to take risks. It's to feel in peace knowing that if shit hits, if shit hits the fan, I'll, I have something that could help out, um, cover it, and I can get my shit together. Um, so, yes, especially for women. And um, I do really make a big point here, recommending women to take care of their financial independence. And what I don't mean independence from the world, but independence from their partners. Um, for whatever reason, it just gives you a confident and secure and feeling of knowing that you don't you're not with your partner because you need him you're with your partner because you love him and you want to be but if you don't want to be you can go and he knows that and you know that and that's a healthy relationship so i've seen a lot of friends of mine not a lot of friends of mine to be honest but um a lot of people that know people i know that that are in a relationship literally because they say like dude i have nothing on my own name i don't this is 2023 they have nothing on their own name. They have children. 
And of course, their priorities are children, and even though they're not in love, they don't, they don't, um, they don't even want that partner. They, they cannot even imagine living him, because, because uh, they cannot support themselves, and they don't even have the confidence that they could take a job and make shit happen, or, or get help from their family. Nothing. So it's a, it's a very sad situation, and I think it's for both. I, I have two sons, and I think it's for both. Actually. If I, if I was uh, the man of the relationship, and I would feel horribly hurt thinking that my wife is with me because she has no other choice, you know? Like, because she needs me, not because she wants me, but she needs me financially. That would be so horrible. So, like, just literally, just to be in a basic, balanced, healthy security situation yeah i encourage all young women have to be financially stable and financially independent so they know at any point of their lives that they can take care of themselves and they are with the partner they are because they want to because they've committed in the hard times or whatever but it's a commitment it's a family love family commitment but it's not because you need them financially and the other person also knows that you don't need them that you want them and that, he, and that they respect you because they know you can get your, you can do shit on your own. And you don't need them, so it is a wonderful place to be. I just have to say that. And 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 every person I met, especially women, I I get to coach some women. Uh, I I really make a big emphasis on that. Um, so one easy way, you don't have to educate yourself. You don't have to learn a lot about finances. It's just put away a specific amount every month. Just something you're comfortable with, not thinking about. Like, I don't know if it's $500 or 50 or again, 5000 I don't know. But just whatever it is, just put away some money consistently every month as you get your paycheck and make sure your expenses are less than your paycheck and that's that. Now, and crypto. <laughs> oh, this is not a financial advice. I'm not an expert. That's why I'm not talking about specific numbers. But a cryptocurrency, this is just my... Feeling. I do have some crypto here and there. I've lost more than I've made. I've made some 10, 10x returns, but I've taken some other risks. But I've always invested in crypto, the money that I was willing to lose, just to learn. Like, okay, this money I'm willing to lose because it's worth my learning. Um, and then I got to learn more about Ethereum and how it works and what's valuable. Oh, cryptocurrencies that actually bring value or attach to some value, etc., etc. So around crypto, what I would recommend you to do is literally, if you're going to invest, invest something you're willing to lose forever and you can afford totally, comfortably losing it and learn if you're curious about it. If you're not curious about it, well, then just put a little money there in Ethereum that you're willing to not see ever again and forget about it. That would be my recommendation. <laughs> um, and uh, the same with stocks. Uh, some, of, some of my closest friends from ex, ex-workers from Facebook that uh, were working there in 2015 or so. It was already huge. And, and uh, I think the, the stock of Facebook was at $80, $80 per stock. And now it's at 300 But uh, just so you know, like $80 for, per stock. And a lot of people just got in and they got some stocks because all employees would get stocks back then. And they forgot about them. They, did, they didn't have any interest or knowledge or curiosity or anything. And so many years after quitting, they realized, oh, wow, my stock options are worth more than 3x the value 
that it was. So it's like people are being able to buy houses and put the down payment for this and that. So it's it's very interesting to see how, if you believe in a stock, the same with cryptocurrency. Well, cryptocurrency, I would recommend you if you don't are interested and you don't know anything, just buy some Ethereum with amount an amount of money that you're willing to never see again, um, and uh, and just forget about it for many years. Yeah, like literally, don't look at it. Uh, don't play trader. Don't play buying, selling. Just forget about it. And uh, and, and special stocks. It's just it's just if you really believe in the business long term and like it or whatever, I would also encourage you to buy something that's significant just for you, and forget about it at least for like ten years, and that's that. But anyways, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not in, like I'm not able to give financial advice. I'm just sharing from the people I know what has worked. And um, and basically, it's not not trying to play smarter. Um, I've also seen a lot of people that are brilliant trying to play smarter and making a little bit more here and there, and actually ending up losing because of the risks they've taken. So, ah, just chill. And um, the the biggest investment you can make because both crypto and financial, like dollars, whatever you have, can be lost from one day to the other one when there's a war, there's this, there's a hack. Uh, so the, the the biggest thing you can invest in is in your mental and biological health. And uh, after that, it's in your knowledge. It's in really knowing what's going on, how to fix things, how to improve things, what's valuable in the market. And don't get me this, AI is going to take over all of our jobs, so it's useless, we should not learn. Well, yes, AI is going to take over all of our jobs, so we should learn how to be um, better socially and take care of each other and take care of our, our elderly. And there's a lot of jobs that even if AI is able to do greatly, there cannot, it, it, just because we are animals and we are um, social animals, we're going to need each other somehow. So there's a lot to learn around that. And uh, if that's what you think and that you should not learn anything because AI is going to take care of all of the jobs, then you should be learning a lot about AI and about how it works and how it's going to take care of your job and which which areas you might still be able to bring value to society so you're able to get some payout from for it so yeah that would mean we just become a what is it called become a philosopher and uh think about how life is going to go when ai takes over and uh, we're able to just focus in improving our health and improving our planet and, and moving into more sustainable living, etc., etc. What a beautiful scenario. <laughs> yes, but uh, if you're curious about that, there's a book called um, Life 3.0. And um, yeah, highly recommended. It explores these scenarios. But anyways, thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health and your physical health. And basically... Be close to your friends and family and um, work out <laughs> and eat whole foods and invest consistently an amount that you can afford into an index fund <laughs> and don't look at it. That's it. In less than one minute, I gave you the whole advice. But thanks so much for listening. And um, don't forget to click on five stars or review or uh, follow. And it helps and share this with anyone that might need this. And always be a little bit kinder than you have to. I'm, I've experienced it today and I've experienced it every time it happens. It really feels better uh, when once every 10 people, one actually appreciates it and says the words, this is exactly what I needed. Thank you so much. 
and that's it they go away but you know that you had an impact some people need children to transcend and to have a bigger impact some people realize that they're having a bigger impact as they walk into this earth and they change just with a smile and just with a kind gesture they change someone's trajectory so yeah be a little bit kinder than you have to goodbye and see you tomorrow i think talk to you tomorrow because this podcast is ongoing <laughs>